Hello and welcome back to Tales from a Cult Insider. This is actually episode 41. That's right, it's not an epilogue, dear listeners. It's a new episode because this is a new actual season. This is season three where some gloves are off because it's high time some gloves came off. And I am now talking with my sister, Emma. Emma, do you want to just say hello and tell our listeners a little bit about you before I give the quick the, the, the intro? Sure. Um, hello. My name is Emma Garrett. Oh, I'm wow. You Jared. have a voice for radio. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. You're awesome. All that, all that theater training finally paid off. That's right. <laughs> um, I am Jared's younger sister. Um, he's 11 years older than me. Um, and I am like the best sister, probably. Oh, yeah. Easy. Never have. Easy. Yeah, yeah. So. And you're married. Um, and I, I'm married to love my life, and I have a little boy. Who's also ridiculously adorable. He's like, pretty okay. Yeah, he's, he's, he's all right. And we look forward to having you guys uh, over again soon, because yeah. we're vaccinated, and that'll be good. Over. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, good. And you, you and your husband work from home. We do. Nice. Um, do you care to share what you, what work you do? Um, I don't think that I can say the specific company, That's but fine. Um, I work in healthcare, and okay. my husband actually also works in healthcare. Nice. But we just do very different things for healthcare. He yeah. does like data analytics, okay, and I do administrative things because he's very right brain and I'm very left brain but it ah, works out. <laughs> that works out great. And you're are you going to school too? Yes. Okay. Very cool. Yep. I'm in school for child psych. Child psychology, outstanding. And I love adult psychology very much. So child psychology is completely enigmatic to me. All right. So very your quick cool. recap, listeners, many of you are going to know what this know this stuff already, but here we go. We are your insiders uh, and former very unwilling cultists, Jared and Emma. Uh, we are brother and sister. Uh, we're here to tell you some stories, and in this episode, we're going to ramble the frick like crazy. This episode is called episode 41, Another Cult Insider, my sister. Quick recap, we were born and raised in a cult. It was real, a live commune and cult. Uh, it started in the 60s, offshot, kind of an offshoot of Scientology, sort of, but just because the members were in Scientology and then they got out. Then they start had this thing called the Process Church of the Final Judgment, it was fairly infamous, infamous, as they say in Three Amigos, in the UK and then the USA. And uh, it schismed when I, around the time I was born. And we grew up or spent many of our, our childhood years, informative years, in the one called the Foundation Faith of God. Um, and that eventually morphed into Best Friends Animal Society. We're here to tell you about being kids uh, and the way we were treated and what life was like in this rather secretive religious commune. Um Back in when it began, it was even an end times religious commune. So yay, real cult. Um, we've just, This new episode is here because I, I realized that I have been not the best brother in many ways. In some ways, I'm okay. I'm pretty good. Maybe even the best. But we haven't talked about this, Emma and I. And she got to sharing on her TikTok um, some stories. And I'm like, what the frick? Uh, and so there's a little bit more anger um, in me because somebody hurt my sister and I need to not go and find them and murder them. Um, <laughs> although, you know, digging through red sand is real easy sometimes. Um, in any case, if you have questions, uh, please do address them to Jared at Jared Garrett.com, uh, comments or questions. And we can, we can 
answer them uh, on maybe a next episode. Um, and that is enough of that for Frick's sake. So as the listeners know, I was raised in this thing until around age 17. And then I, 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 I came up with a plot to get out and um, it actually went pretty well uh, until I got so lucky because the, the branch in Dallas just kind of folded because everybody was so pissed off at this crazy person, Lucia. Um, and so I ended up having nowhere to go back to, to, to debt for Dallas. And so all I had to do was move in with Emma and our dad and her mom, uh, Susan, which you listeners, faithful listeners have, li- have heard already. So Emma, if you wouldn't mind just kind of sharing a little bit of the timeline of where you lived, where you were born, um, and about, uh, how old you were when you went to places. And then when you got out, feel free to talk for long minutes while I sip some cherry zero. <laughs> um. So, yes, I was born in Arizona, um, and, and I lived for, like, the first year of my life in Arizona, and then we packed up and moved to um, Kanab, which is where, I don't know, Best Friends was being built, so you and Dad, like, literally built Best Friends and put in the plumbing and the yeah. whatever, and... Um, and then, yeah, we, <laughs> I think, still do some work, like, elsewhere, and so, um, what my mom has said, um, is that dad would only be home on the weekends, so she was ah. just, like, hanging out with me <laughs> okay. during the week, and, um, yeah, but I have, like, great memories of that time because she was the cook for everyone at the little commune and so I have like fond memories of going with her to the like kitchen area and just chilling in my high chair while she like listened to Bonnie Raitt and cooked. Oh, nice. I remember Bonnie Raitt <laughs> so, in that kitchen. So that's the kitchen at the village, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. That's still there. Yep, it is. And the little chalet is still there too. Yeah. And we we lived in this tiny, like teeny tiny little house. And, um, like it was like a studio apartment with like an attic on top that you couldn't fully stand up right in. And that was my room. Right. It's, it's important (laughs) for you. Yeah. So this is, this is an actively hysterically tiny place. So the, the, the ground floor couldn't have been more than like 25 by 25 feet. No, it was tiny. It was minuscule. And then there was an upstairs. But yeah, I mean, I could never stand up straight there. And I I, I was like 14 and 15 when I started going up there. It's pretty funny. Yeah. Like as a toddler, I could stand up straight and that was about it. But yeah, like it fit the bed mm-hmm. and like a TV and um, like the downstairs. And that was, that was it. It was teeny. Um but yeah, I don't know when dad got to finally like come live with us full time, but I know, but I think that's around the time where, um, they were like, Hey, let's, um, like not have your daughter live with you anymore. Cause I know that mom was sick. My mom was sick. Um, and I guess she was kind of struggling to kind of keep up with a toddler. And I think dad was like doing the volunteer firefighting thing. Maybe he was doing that by then. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's, I think that's 
that's how she has explained to me like how they convinced her to like let me go was mm-hmm. like oh well let's you know let's give her to some strangers who can totally take better care of her than you can and right <laughs> so um i was two when i left i i had just started potty training like i remember okay. having having the little potty in my room but like hmm. i i had just started potty training and i remember like that initial drive in the car or truck or whatever out to Denver. And I remember it because it was <laughs> the eighties and they let me sit in the front seat. Right. Just like, like a, an adult. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I remember like seeing the lights of like Denver cause it was the evening by the time we got there. So I just like, I remember seeing the lights come up and stuff. And then, um, yeah, I shared a room with um, the two other little girls that lived there, but I was the youngest. By a margin, and, yeah. Yeah, and but they had their mom there. Yeah. They had Eve. Um, they had what? They had Eve. Is that what she went by? Uh-huh. Oh, okay. That's all, that's all I know her as, Okay. Eve. I don't okay. know what her real name is. So I think I know her as Lucina or Vivian. Vivian. Yeah. Um, yeah. So a fun little uh, breadcrumb is that you, you've just heard that Emma said that she was moved to Denver. Denver is a place I lived. This was actually in a place just outside of Denver called Arvada, uh, a, a several house kind of area where they had two houses, one in front, one in the back. And then they had an outbuilding as well, which is which was right quite large where they did the celebrations. Um, and who were the leaders of the uh, Denver branch, my dear sister? Um. It was Anne and Cyrus. Mm-hmm. Um, and Anne, I, I don't remember having any sort of bad interactions with her. I, I, she was always like really kind. I always really liked her. But Cyrus was. Um, can I swear? You, 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 you can swear gently. Um, <laughs> Cyrus is a butthole. Yeah, there so. you go. I like that. I like that. <laughs> Cyrus Accurate. Is a real, real big piece of turd um yeah and um he like i was like i think still talking about him i, I get a little like fighter flighty because mm. he was like awful and i just have this image of him burned into my brain because he was tall he yeah. was a very like large man yeah, and he's six he, plus yeah and he was never kind he could never be mistaken for kind like his whole presence right just like radiated evil and um yeah so i just have this like image of him burned into my brain of him like looming over me and just like being perpetually angry and i just remember a lot of like i don't know not nice things happening and i i remember like being made to sit at the kitchen table until like 11 o'clock at night because i didn't want to eat the tofu that they had oh my gosh when i was like two (laughs) that's so on brand for them denver is where i was made to sit at the table for hours and hours because i wouldn't eat liver yeah you wouldn't eat tofu though and now look at you i know well (laughs) but like listen (laughs) 
<laughs> Listen, tofu is gross by itself. Like it is. I will, it's it's disgusting, and that's and I'm pretty sure that's what it, it was like in a soup or something. Oh, I gross. don't even know what it was, but it was like plain tofu, right. and like to an adult, that's gross. So to a toddler, like give me some like dinosaur nuggets. Like I don't know. That's right. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I Hard do straight. like. I do remember that, like, I just wouldn't eat yeah. at all. Um, In your mind, this was I, never happening. Yeah. And um, I so I remember, like, they had me drink these, like, chocolate protein shakes because that was, like, the only thing that I would drink. So I think I was, like, kept alive by, like, nasty 80s, like, chalky... <laughs> chocolate protein shakes (laughs) yeah i remember those so wait i think i misunderstood are you saying like you wouldn't eat at all there yeah i wouldn't eat for at any meal no i just stopped eating well that i'm sorry there's a lot that goes into having a child who is typically quite hungry a lot of the time uh Mm -hmm. stop eating and so that that's that's clearly indicative of some stuff which we'll definitely get into if you're okay with it but for now yeah um you were there I for how long? Uh, let's see, from two until five. Frick, chick! I, what? You were there for three years? Yeah. Holy. F- yeah. Two until five. So, I was thirteen when you first went there, and then I was sixteen when you left. Holy spit! But I, yeah. I, I went and saw you at some point, didn't I? Yeah, I have a picture of us together. Yeah, it's, it's freaking adorable. It's adorable. They just chopped all my hair off. Ugh. I think I'm like three in that picture. And I'm trying to remember why I went to Denver. Um, because I, I don't know. I was I firmly entrenched in Dallas by that time. I think that was my first. Was it my, I would, no, I had known you before, right? Um, I, I actually don't know that I'd ever met you until then. I, I, I don't think so. I had either. Cause I remember like somebody saying your brother is here and I was like, what? What's a brother? What's a brother? <laughs> right. Oh man, yeah. that's so telling. Yeah. Yeah, and so yeah, so I do remember like meeting you and being excited because it was like because they said like it's your family or something and I was like, "Family? That's a thing that I have because I Yeah. I mean, I was so little when I went and I remember like wishing that I had a mom and a dad. Like I full out just didn't think that I had parents. Right. Oh so. man, and, and this this is really this this is really a big part of the theme of this whole podcast is that you know you you knew on some level and in some way maybe through exposure to you know seeing those two girls um, I, which were I think Jennifer and Natalie um, mm-hmm. having a mom and you maybe caught vision you know snippets of TV shows um, or maybe in reading sometimes I don't know but you were pretty little. But you knew that mom and dad were a thing that existed for kids, right? Yeah, especially but not for you. moms. Yeah. Yeah, like, because I remember Eve putting Jennifer and Natalie to bed, like, well, putting all of us to bed one night. And I think that they said, like, goodnight, mom, or something, which is, like, kind of a big no-no, because we yep. weren't really allowed to say mom and dad, but... Like, I do remember them saying goodnight, mom. And I remember thinking in my head, oh, I wish I had a mom. Yeah. Like, I wish I had a mom to tuck me in. Yeah, so, just to call mom, right? Yeah. 
Yeah. So that was yeah. probably Vivian, and, actually. Not Eve is Eve is one of my peers. Oh, I just remember calling her Eve. So there is an Eve, and she may have been in Denver to help, um, and they may have called her mom by mistake. But yeah, um, their 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 mom is Vivian or Lucina. But uh, yeah. we're not here for genealogy purposes. So they actually yeah, called her mom. Yeah, I got that confused in my mind. Huh. Yeah, but they did call... I do remember them saying mom. Wild. And, wild stuff. Yeah, and thinking like, oh, I wish... Like, I wish I had mom. <laughs> right, yeah. And there's but, a lot um, behind that. I wish I had a mom, right? There's a lot of, like, uncertainty and instability and worry um, and loneliness. Yeah, yeah. I was really lonely. And those girls were awful to me. Like, Ugh. just the worst. And really? So, oh yeah, like they, um, they were constantly just like, I don't know, like bullying me and like, like mild abuse for sure. Yeah. Um, like they, you know, like I have that TikTok where I talk about like I was, they locked me in a shed. They like lured me in and locked me in a shed and I was there for the whole day because... <laughs> Nobody cared, like, yeah. to, to look for you me. You weren't like, on anybody's no radar, you know? Yeah, no, no, no. And I think then maybe they found me at, like, dinner time when when they were like, oh, where's Emma? So We need to give her her chocolate, chalky chocolate shake. <laughs> yeah, we have her chocolate shake ready for her. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I just, so I just remember, like, playing alone a lot and just kind of, like, finding little, like, nooks and safe spaces inside and out that I could like kind of just play and be unbothered and unharassed. Right. So. so out, out, outside of the eye, not under their eye at all, as much as you could. Um, just a place where you felt like nobody could see you. So you couldn't get yelled at or abused or anything like that. Correct. Even yeah, from the kids. Or or, yeah. yeah. Okay. This is um matching my experience. Exactly. Actually. Yeah. Wow. And I was doing that up until until I left, honestly, uh, until I was 17. Although I did have a bit of a good relationship with some of the kids, which was great. And it was mostly because they were great, not not because I was great. I was still a, a self-isolating loner idiot. Um, but but Asta and Vanessa, and they, they were just generous and sweet and kind, um, oh, man, albeit also sometimes jerks sometimes. But, you know, that's how kids are. But they were just yeah, sweet teenagers are took me in. Teenagers, man, not 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 the best. Um, yeah. So until you were five, and so do you know the circumstances that made your situation change? Um, I only heard like kind of what Dad has said, which is basically like that they sort of, I don't know, Mom and Dad got tired of the BS, and yeah. Dad kind of went to Denver to sort of demand to take me back. Hmm. So he just and drove there himself without permission from anybody of the higher ups. I'm pretty sure that's what happened. Good I man. actually like am planning on interviewing him because oh, I got some questions. <laughs> heck yeah. Heck yeah. But, um, yeah. That's my understanding is that he just kind of drove out and he was like, you know, getting my daughter back. And great. Um, that's great. And Me? then, so I know that like I started kindergarten, um, in Kanab and we were still living in the chalet but by the time mom said that we moved on my sixth birthday to that like 
wooden house thing. On your yeah. sixth birthday. No kidding. So I won't yeah. say what your birthday is. So in the springish to summerish of. Mm-hmm. Wow. No kidding. Of what would it be? 91. 91. So you had only been there for just a couple of months before I landed. Yeah. I, I, I spent I have spent years thinking that you guys had been there for about a year or more. But clearly no, it it was just like four or five months. Okay. Yeah, because I don't have any memories of being in that house without you. Really? That's well that's I very maybe sweet. have one. Right. I maybe have one memory, but that's Well for for a few months you got to walk through the living room at night without stepping on Jared. So I mean that's fun. <laughs> Um, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I do remember that. I remember but I that. remember you going to prom. Well, my senior prom, yeah. I, I went there with no date, um, and I had to work after. And so I went there wearing wearing my regular clothes, put my suit on in the bathroom, went in, danced with all the pretty girls, and left. Um, no, there was another – then there was some other dance because I remember – and we have a picture of – you in the wood house and you're with some girl i don't know and i was so pissed because i wanted to go to a dance too and i i think i like put on my nicest dress and i was like real mad but really go to your your formal dance with you but yeah yeah but i was taking a date to a dance while we lived there yeah how long how long were we in that house um, I, at least a year because we didn't, because huh. we didn't move to the other house, the 566 North house until I was like eight, I think seven or eight. So at least huh. a year. Well, then it may have been, um, Claudia's friend. So Claudia was on, I mean, Claudia was the girl I dated, right? The, the German girl. Um, oh, I remember. Oh yeah. I remember her too. I can't find her on Facebook. It's so frustrating, but she was so great, so smart, um, lots of fun. We had a great time together, uh, but then I she like left uh, around Christmas time. Um, well, it was really right after Christmas time uh, of my senior year of that year, the year you had even moved into the house, and so that I I joined you there. Um, but we never went to a formal dance together at all, uh, and prom is in the spring. But by that time, it, I mean I, I I suppose I could have gone with Susan, but I do not remember going to a formal dance with Susan. But I was chased down by by Justina Decker um, to go to Sadie's. Um, and so, so maybe, maybe, that's maybe that was it. And Justina was Claudia's one of her best friends while she was here. So I, I guess Justine, Justina had her, her eye on me for while Claudia and I were seeing each other was weird. And I wanted to say no, um, but I didn't because I'm up I just have a very vivid memory of you like having a girl over. And I swear I'm positive that we have a picture of it somewhere. okay I, if you can oh. dig it up i'd love i'd love to because the thing is my my experience there was that i had succeeded in getting the frick out of of the foundation i mean i had i had manipulated lucia and the other adults into constantly being pissed at me because i was always just confronting them and i was pissing off jason all the time because i'd hear him shouting at johanna or one of the other little kids and so I'd walk into the room to make sure he didn't beat them. I'd stand, you know, in the doorway and just watch him until he noticed me. And I'd just stand there. And it was fun to do that. It was really fun to, like, push their buttons. But also it was fun to protect kids. But mostly I was there to push buttons. Um, I was just thinking, man, I wish you would have been in Denver. Yeah, well, um, me <laughs> too now. Nice, I would have taken him down. That would have been down. a nice thing. By the time, <laughs> by the time I was 15, I was, I was in good shape. And by the time I was 17, I was in freaking great shape. So, yeah, me, I wish I were there too. But um, so I... 
my, my experience was that um, Mark was Mark was being a real troublemaker and he was sneaking out and getting caught all the time and hanging with girls and doing all kinds of things. And so they said, Mark's got to get out of here. And so they banished him essentially to Faith Canyon, where you had lived when you were first born, um, mm-hmm. which was the canyon, they were the ranch they were trying to sell in order to do more work with best friends in their ranch there. Uh, so they banished him to help kind of be a caretaker of the property while it was uh, they were trying to sell it. And I'm like, Frick, that's awesome. Get out of here. I can be in Faith Canyon. And then I can just walk out one of these days. Uh, and so I, I ticked everybody off and got Lucia mad at me and like l- actively tried to make her extra angry at me all the time. Like she sat me down once to give me a lecture and I just looked at her with a little smile and she's like, Jared, are you even listening? And I said, no, I never do. Not anymore. Um, and she's like, what? And I was like, are we done? <laughs> and she's like, we're not done. I'm like, actually, Lucia, I am done. I'll see you later. And I walked away. All of this to just push buttons because why not? Um, and then I, I succeeded in getting banished, but I had a couple of days notice. So I packed up my boxes or my stuff in boxes, about five or six boxes at the most, labeled them, taped them up real well, put them in the back of the closet, um, and then was sent over to Faith Canyon. But then of course things folded and, um, I was given the opportunity Well, I was given the choice to either move into the Pueblo there on, on, on best friends or move in with you guys. And to spare my, my Magdalene's feelings, I said, you know what? Let me talk to you in a couple of days. I'll need to think about it. This was this was a no-brainer for me. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, so then, you know, I moved in with y'all. So dad went to Denver and and he didn't, like, he didn't say, he demanded to have you essentially. Is that what happened? And, and he took you home? That's my understanding of it. Okay. That he either, he either drove out to Denver himself and just kind of like put up a stink and was like, no, I'm taking my daughter. Or he went to like whoever was the head person at the foundation and was like, I'm taking my daughter back. Like he went to someone and Gabriel, said, probably. I'm over this and like demanded to take me back. Good on him. Good on him. And so yeah. when, so as far as you understand the timeline, you were take, you were brought back, I assume to, to best friends, but then you guys were out of there pretty soon after. Yeah. So we, so I know that I started kindergarten, um, while we were still living at best friends. Okay. So, um, yeah, but then, um, yeah, but then we moved on my, um, on your birthday, sixth birthday. Yeah. So like, so yeah, they, they were obviously not pleased about that yeah. and their retaliatory action was to um, kick us out. Okay. So help me understand. I, one of my not as, I mean, faith can't, or best friends, you know, doing all the work there was a mixed bag. You know, there was a lot of fun. It was at least something new, something interesting, but it was also a crap ton of work. Um, but I'd help, you know, I would help dad and Susan out uh, at the chalet, you know, doing work out back. Um, I did a lot of poop scooping back there and I babysat mm-hmm. you a fair amount. Um, it was at the time where I think for a whole summer, maybe it was just the one, one summer we watched the little mermaid every time. Um, yep. Yep. Yeah. You see her. So <laughs> how, how old were you when I was babysitting you and we were watching the little mermaid all the time? I would have been five. Okay. So this was, because, you had been retrieved from Denver at that point. Yeah. Because the little mermaid was the first movie I saw in theaters. Okay. And um, Estelle took me and, um, I was four. 
Okay. Because it came out when I was four, so it would have had to have been when I was five. Gotcha. Interesting. And so, but I was also going out to Best Friends every summer with all the crew from, from Dallas. I feel like you were there sometimes. Did you ever visit from Denver to Best Friends during that time, or no? Mm-hmm. You did? Yeah. Um, I don't have really any memory of it, but I am told that I got to go home sometime. Well, no, I do have memory of it. I... I remember one time, I okay. remember one time driving back with Estelle to go home, but I think the rest of the time, I don't have memory because it was home. Right, right. Because even, like, my mom um, said that she, like, actually, and dad says this too, like, she actually came out to Denver and, like, lived there for, like, three to six months, but... Um, I have no memory of that. And, Hmm. um, when I talked to mom about it, she's, she's like, yeah, you didn't act like you knew me. You didn't act like I was your mom. Hmm. And I was like, I didn't know you. I didn't know you were my mom. Like I have no recollection of that at all. She was just another like adult stranger, just another adult. Yeah. That I, that I needed to avoid pretty much. Like, I don't remember any of the adults there besides and Cyrus and Estelle, because Estelle was my, like, assigned caretaker. What Estelle was? Wow. Yeah. Great choice there. Yeah. It was a real weird day when I found out that she had passed away, because she, uh, like, you know, had obviously, like, she hit me. And I like I remember getting spanked a lot. Like I I have a very vivid memory of being like two, and so I was still potty training. And I remember I like went to bed one night, and then and I was too scared to get up and tell anybody about it because I knew that I would be in trouble. And so I just stayed into the bed and felt back asleep in my own like urine soaked bed because I was too scared to go and get anybody and then when I woke up the next morning I had forgotten about it Mm. and then um later on that morning um it was bath time and Estelle was giving me a bath and then just all of a sudden she was like okay stand up and I stood up and she was like turn around so that your back is facing towards me and I did and then she just like spanked the crap out of me and I at first I had no idea why I was like what what happened and then like as it was happening my little toddler mind was like oh yeah it's because I because I went to bed so that's a very like vivid memory that I have did she explain it or did you just have to put that together nope I just had to put it together so that that's you putting it together and that's that's good but maybe maybe she was just also being a yutz yeah, I mean, yeah. I, that's in she had my a lot mind, of anger. That's why I was like, "Oh, like well, that's what I did to deserve this," right, right. you know. But yeah, I mean, there were plenty more times where it was just like, I don't know, I was just there, I was in the way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and there was yeah, anger, and and they yeah, and they needed some somebody or something to to take it out on. I mean, that happened with Cyrus all the time, right? All the time. So right. Yeah, he's he's a hard, he's an interesting one. Uh, maybe we could uh, take an episode and just riff on what the frick is wrong with that dude. 
um, and, <laughs> and, and why he is still a person of great ridiculousness, um, like absurd ridiculousness. Because the facade he has created um, of him and who he is, is just that. It's a facade. It's not the real guy. Not at all. He um he is the villain in Beyond the Cabin, or one of the villains um, in Beyond the Cabin. He's a, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's, a, he's he, the he, villain in my childhood as well. So. Heck yeah, well, you know, I mean, well, Beyond the Cabin's basically true. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he, he's, he's a jerk. Let's take a quick break for our sponsors, and we'll be right back. Well, okay. So I think that I've got the timeline squared away and I, where I didn't have it before. Um, that is interesting. Um, I, I guess a couple more questions. We, I, you have to stop pretty soon, and I also have to stop pretty soon. Um, yeah. So you, you were out at, by the time you were six on your sixth birthday. Um, did you have any perception of what might change? Uh, as you got out or did you just kind of take it day by day and say, Oh, this is different or new or something like that. What was that like being out or getting out? I, um, <clears throat> I don't really like, I remember moving. Okay. Um, and I remember, you know, like being in the different house and stuff, but to me it was just kind of like we moved. Okay. And, and so like now we didn't live with these people anymore. Right. But I do remember like, um, mom and dad had me see, um, like a therapist for a little while. At that age, really? Um, yeah. I mean, and good for them. Because yeah. I think they, that I, they knew that I had some stuff to unpack and she was a really kind lady. I remember. Okay. And like. I remember, and I mean, it was all just kind of like play-based, you know, right. so, so she would just kind of like watch what I did. But now like my future, like psychologist mind is looking back on my sessions with her and being like, oh my God, like, oh, the things that you <laughs> must have like taken from the way that I played, because I remember like some of the things that I said and did during our sessions. Really? And now like my adult mind is like, oh my God, like, yeah, because she had this one doll that was like, you know, those like flip dolls that were really popular at the time. So they were like, one side was little red riding hood and she's wearing a dress and then you flip it over and flip the dress over and it turns into oh. the wolf dressed as a granny. Right. You know what I'm yeah, saying? I remember like, that. Those yeah. things were super popular. Yeah. And um, I remember like playing with that and the wolf um, had an elastic band around its mouth. And I remember like turning to her and saying why why does he have an elastic on his mouth and she was like oh like one of the other um kids thought it was scary hmm. so they put an elastic over its mouth and i immediately started like taking it off and i was like no like they shouldn't have an elastic on it he shouldn't have an elastic on his mouth he should be able to speak hmm. and like now i look back on it and i'm like whoa <laughs> So just like stuff like that where yeah. I'm like, oh man. Yeah. And I know Very that telling. I had like some really intense um like anger issues and like emotional like regulation issues and okay. stuff. And like, you know, and nobody could really figure me out. Like I just remember all of my teachers being like, Oh, you need to learn to control your temper mm -hmm. and me being like, um, you need to go somewhere and um <laughs> six-year-old go straight to hell <laughs> <laughs> yeah 
and tell them yeah. who sent you. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, no, uh, that's pretty much exactly how I felt. Like, I'll tell you where you need to go. Um, and it, yeah, but now, like, I look back on it and I'm like, gosh, like, I wish that everyone would have just been a little bit more informed as to, like, what my circumstances were so that they could maybe understand me a bit better and, yeah. like, understand, like, why I felt so angry and why yeah. i would have those like outbursts and stuff but cut you a little more slack yeah 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 but um as far as like the moving yeah it was just kind of like we were in the chalet and now we're not now right. we're in this other house okay and i i didn't really get why i just knew that we had left okay interesting and then yeah, you you I were in kindergarten really pretty soon after until... or knew you were already yeah. in kindergarten I was already in kindergarten. Okay. I I started first grade when we were in that. House. Right, that's right. And I when yeah. I moved in, um, yeah, you were you were pretty little, uh, first grader, yeah. with your first grade friends. I remember Lindsay. She was. Oh. Yeah. yeah, Lindsay. She's still great. She is still great. Yeah. I love her. Okay. Yeah. Huh. No, I I don't think that I really understood like what the foundation was um until a lot later probably when i was like nine or ten and i remember like being at the movies with mom and we saw Raphael there Mm. who i am supposed to be a reincarnation of his dead wife psychos they're psychos anyway mm -hmm. yeah and mom pointed him out and said, oh, there's Raphael. And I was like, oh, yeah, let's get out of here because that's weird. And he, like, every time he saw me, he would give me, like, a very, like, meaningful, creepy look. And so I remember, like, when mom pointed him out to me, I was like, oh, can we just, like, get the hell out of here? That'd be so cool, thanks. (laughs) Right. Wow. So, (laughs) nine or ten. So I was on, I was actually on my mission at that point then. Okay. You were. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's wild. Um, and so, how much were your mom, uh, my stepmom, Susan, and and our dad? How much were they willing to talk about that? You know, throughout the those years of y'all living down there in Kanab and you growing up and still living kind of in the shadow of of, of best friends, as its influence really began to spread a lot throughout Kanab. Um, until you moved, because you moved to 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 Canada when you were 13, 14? 14. 14, yeah. So, yeah, I started high school in Canada. Yeah. Um, How much were they willing to share? Not, I mean, there was never a time where we would, like, sit down and talk. Like, there was never, like, a debriefing, you know? Like, right, okay. But uh, it was only kind of talked about if I, like had a memory like if I brought up memories or whatever okay but I but I remember just kind of like the general feeling towards best friend was like we hate them precious um (laughs) and like (laughs) yeah like it was just a very like negative feeling like we hate best friends we don't want to be around anybody that associates with them like anybody that works for them 
you know, whatever. And just kind of like spirituality in general, like mom and dad really never like found like another church or anything. Well, they never went looking. It was, it was anathema to what they, what they wanted to do in their lives. They were trying to get away from it, which makes total sense. Yeah. Yeah. So they never really, yeah. So they were like really not into any sort of like spirituality or anything. Um, and so that was kind of like frowned upon too. Hmm. Um, and, and so when your friends would invite you to church, they typically would probably resist that. I assume. Yeah. They were not thrilled. Yeah. Understood. Um, Understood. Well, we lived in Kanab, so we were always being invited. (laughs) Oh yeah. Oh yeah. (laughs) Um, project. We were their project. Yeah, so they did not, they did not like that. So that's, yeah. I mean, that's about as far as we got. I mean, hmm. as I got older, mom would talk about it more with me than dad would. Okay. Um, dad hasn't really opened up to me about it. Me neither. Like, well, he has, he started to probably like, I don't know. It was actually kind of around the time that Randy and I started dating. So it mm. would have been like six ish years ago. So okay. just not even like just in the last decade is, is when is he started kind of talking to me more about just kind of his whole like life experience and stuff. And so now that, you know, and I think now that he's retired, like he's ready to be a bit more open because he doesn't have his kind of like professional reputation to because i think you know he has a really strong fear of like being judged for it right um yeah and so but now he's retired like i told him i was like dad do you know what tiktok is and he was like yeah kind of and i was like okay well um i started a tiktok and i talk about like growing up in the foundation and now i have eleven thousand followers (laughs) (laughs) what yeah for real so, yeah, and I told him, I was like, well, you know, people are really interested, so can I interview you? And he said, yeah. So, like, nice. just even that is, like, a huge yeah. deal because before he, he was really, really closed off about it. I think yeah. he was just, like, really embarrassed. And anytime that I would bring it up, he would get really upset, right. um, especially if I ever said, like, anything, like, talked about anything negative that happened. So I don't think he actually even really i don't think he or mom really know the full extent of what happened like you're the first family member that's actually like asked me about it right so and he he never asked me either um and it's interesting because you know every so often over the years when he he and i are together something comes up and i i always have to watch his reaction because you can see the kind of the guilt uh, flash through his his expression because he he's still carrying a lot of guilt there about they both are, his yeah. own his own his own his choices and and you know how he you know let me not you know be taken care of and it's like i understand let the guilt go because look at me man have you seen me i'm all right yeah. and emma's yeah, okay we're, we're, we're both doing okay we're doing great yeah. we've got delightful families and you know, I, I've been married to my wife for 23 years and she's still the best kisser ever. I tell you what, getting better. Um, so, I mean, it, I mean, I don't want to just go there, but there it is. So, you know, I, I understand the guilt, but um, 
it's it's interesting that it's never been brought up. The funniest thing for me in my experience was is that of all of it, out of all this stuff, the only parent of mine who ever asked me about my experience in the cult was Magdalene. Magdalene um, yeah. And I don't know if I've shared this with you, but when you know things were out, things things had folded, and everybody had just kind of those who, who faithful few stuck around and went to best friends, and all the branches closed. You know, and I was living with y'all, and I, I think I graduated. I was up there on a on a Sunday because I went up to best friends most Sundays during that school year because I wanted to try to make figure out if I could figure out how to be a son and have a mother, um, mm-hmm. and also I had some friends up there I wanted to hang with, but um, you know one one of those Sundays either before or after I graduated it was probably, it had to be before because I was blacklisted for a year after I graduated, but um, you know she says she's got her glass of wine that she's she's sipping from usually a red. I think I'd had, I had a wine cooler or something in my hand. I was 18, so who cares? Um, <laughs> statute of limitations is way past. Um, so she said, Jared, now I'd, I have a question for you. Some of the other kids have talked about how they they don't really they like some of the things that happened in Dallas. There seems like there's a bit of resentment there about, about the way you guys were treated and how life has been in the foundation. And the foundation was still a going concern at the time. They didn't really get rid of it until 95. Um, and I'm like, huh, okay, non-committal. She's like, well, is that the same for you? And I just looked at her. I'm like, in my head, I'm thinking, holy crap. She's asking me this as if she actually wants to know the answer. But if I tell her the answer, she's going to get pissed. Um, mm-hmm. and I'm trying to build a relationship with this person, you know, who is utterly enigmatic to me. I, I never really fully got anywhere near understanding her. And finally I'm like, well, do you really want to know? And she's like, oh, come on, just tell me. And, you know, she was a hippie with a temper, which is one of my episodes. Um, and uh, she had a big temper, redheads. And I said, you know what? Yeah, it was terrible. We were treated badly. We were abused. We were yelled at all the time. It felt it felt terrible. I didn't like it at all. None of this has been good. And she just looked at me, paused for like a full couple seconds, and then, well, F you. And yeah, you did yeah. tell me that. I think about that actually on like a regular basis. Right. And this is your child. But that's that's yeah. a good encapsulation of how there was no actual parent-child relationship of safety and trust, and you know, you you, you think about you the way you and and Randy are with Theo. There's just this never needs to be explained, never needs to be unpacked expectation of family, of love, yeah. of affection. Of you're on a couch, child jumps over and gives you a hug, you know, snuggles with you. You're reading to each other all the time and, and goofing around and playing. There's just Family is it. That's the heart of this all. Yeah. There was never that. And yeah. it seemed like it got worse a little bit as it, as we got older, um, at least in the cult. But um, do you feel like, and this is a heavy one to end with, do you feel like that little family of, I mean, it, I don't want to say of yours, but it was kind of you and your mom and dad. And I was there for a year or two. And then I went on, I joined the church and went on my mission. And then I was back for six months or so. Um, but it was really kind of you as the microcosm or the universe of that world, you two, you three. Do you feel like you guys were able to forge kind of a family identity where you got, you came close to what you would expect from a family or, or was it all just kind of trying hard, but there's too much history? I'm not your therapist, but I am your brother and I love you. <laughs> um. You know, it's interesting because, like, 
a lot of my mindset has changed since I've become a mom and I had a really, really, and I still do struggle a lot. Um, but especially when Theo turned two, I had a really, really hard time. And I, um, um, I mean, I struggle with anxiety and depression anyway, but, um, I, I got even more anxious. Like I had to like up my medication when, Mm. (laughs) when Theo turned two, because I just struggled so much. And I just kept thinking about like, Oh my God, like watching him be put in a truck with somebody else. And I'm just like driving away with him. Yeah. And you know, and I, I know that I used to call mom every night for a while and cry and say that I wanted to come home. And I remember mom just being like, I know. And me thinking in my head, like, so So get it done. Why are we not doing that? How come, why are you making these, like, what did I do? You know? And it just breaks my heart, like thinking about how she must've felt and also how little me must've felt, you know, like, because I have some memories, you know, but then I just kind of think about it from his eyes. And I think about like all the stuff that mom and dad missed from not having me around in my like toddler years, because I think about all the stuff that Theo and I do and, and what Randy does and just my relationship with him. Yeah. And it is so much more, loving and close than I ever was with mom or dad. And I think it's just because like that wasn't as established. Like we were, you know, I wouldn't say we were like happy, but there was definitely love there, you know, and I, I do love mom and dad so much. And, but you know, it has definitely, it's, it's not the same as, as what okay. it is, you know, like, cause he comes into the bed and he sleeps with us. Yes. And I never did that with mom and dad. Like that was a weird thing, you know, right. like you don't do that. But now I'm right. realizing that like a lot of the things that were normal for us were actually not normal at all. Yeah. So, well, that's a yeah. good, a good thing to finish on since I know you've got a hard stop, but thank you for sharing that. And yeah. I want to just share one quick thing with you. Um, I, I know that, um, you know, we, we both need to get going, but so years ago in 2014, when Anne Marie had cancer of her kidney, and that was a hard time, and it was a scary time, um, I want you to know that you have been very powerful and important in my life. Because if it, I'm getting a little emotional, but see, I'm I, getting I, emotional. <laughs> I I never I never felt like I could be vulnerable with people. I had somebody give me an opportunity to be vulnerable when my when when Daniel died. And I didn't take it very well. I took it a little bit, but I, I really, I turned it away. Um, and so when you were there in the kitchen and I could just, just give in to the fear and the frustration and the emotional burden and lean on my sister, that, that means everything to me. And that, that's kind of what was taken from us, um, yeah. by this group, by, by them saying family's obsolete, by them saying parents don't need to do this and kids don't need this at all. We, we were robbed and we don't need to feel victimized by it. We don't need to feel like it's going to affect us forever. We can certainly say, screw that. We're giving our kids better. You know, we're giving our families better, our spouse better. Um, 
but it was robbed. And and what makes it worse is that they continue to act like we didn't even ever exist. Like you you showed on your TikTok video, you showed these these profiles of some of these folks. If you look at their history, we don't even exist there, right? It's like oh, yeah, you weren't no. even there. And I no. and twenty other kids helped build Best Friends version one. So mm-hmm. it's 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 a bit absurd and hysterical to think about how terrified they are of the truth of kids and what they did to us. Um, and at the same time, it's victorious in my mind to see you and your wonderful family, to see me and my awesome family, and to have my true love that I could get, get to spend eternity with. So, neener, 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 we are winning. <laughs> but also, I I don't do this because I want to win. I do this because this is where, where my joy is. But it's fun to have that little aspect of, gotcha, I won. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's, like, why I'm so passionate about, like, going into child psych, too, is because I'm like, okay, well, <laughs> let's make sure that, like, you know, other kids who have suffered through trauma, like, don't feel the way that I did. Like, I yeah. can use my experience to help other kids, you know? Okay. I think that's great. And, and boy, I, I look forward to, to seeing you practice and, and, and offer your wonderful sweetness and goodness to, to all those kids. We're going to have to end. Uh, we'll be back again. I want to unpack a little bit more of uh, Cyrus um, because uh, if nothing else, we're, we're going to say the truth. Um, about about what really happened there and what he what he really is not who yeah. what um, but yeah. also I'd like to compare our childhoods and our lives with the foster system because Ooh, it yeah. is very interesting for me to to examine and talk to my daughter who's adopted daughter now and compare experiences it's really weirdly similar yeah yeah that Yes, I look forward to that. That'd be good, Emma. I adore you. You're just my favorite sister and one of my favorite people. I love you and ditto. I'll, uh, we'll talk again soon. Okay. Okay. And, and I'll send you a link for, for the episode as soon as it's up. It'll be up probably today. Okay. Okay. Love you. See you. And we're going to hang up now. Bye. Okay. Bye. And that is the end of the episode. Thank you for tuning in. I'm going to do a quick plug. It's a long episode. Hope you've enjoyed, um, quick plug for, Hey, if you have questions for me or Emma, go ahead and email them to Jared at jaredgarrett.com. Um, please share this episode, share this up, this podcast with your friends and your family. Uh, I think we're going to have some really good experiences and maybe Emma and I can, um, work through maybe a little bit more frustration and anger because I know I've still got some, those sons of guns, man. I tell you what, acting like we don't exist and they laid hands on my sister, my sister. I will fricking end them. I won't. I'm not out to destroy them, but it pisses me off. All right. Thanks for tuning in and we'll see you again uh, for the next episode in another week or so. Until next time, stay loving, stay kind, stay kind of soft, but stand tall and don't let ever, don't ever let anybody push you around. Talk to you soon.